Yerkello Ken Knicks fans, man. Welcome to episode 59 of Knicks Fans Wild. And as you can see, I'm in South Beach already, baby. I'm already in the arena. I'm waiting for the guys to come out, man. Excuse the green Celtics. I'm here already in the arena waiting for game six. The most important Knicks game in 10 years, man. The last time we was in a game six, Roy Hibbert broke all our hearts. He literally broke all our hearts. So we don't want that again. So here we are, game six, and I'm with the gang over here. Don Juan, Zebo, Omar. I want you guys to tell the people it's really good, Don Juan. Well, you know, fresh off a, a nice win, you know, backs against the wall, game five, W. Was exciting to watch. We got together yesterday at a, at a local bar out here, um, trying public. For you guys in the area, Washington Heights, check it out, dope spot. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a great game. I mean, don't get me wrong. Towards the end, there it was one of those where you know you're looking at, you're looking at your, your friend next to you like, yo, are we really gonna let this league get 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 away from us here? But you know, Knicks tightened up, made some great plays. I mean, we saw we saw a lot of great plays. I mean, in the biggest play probably of the night, maybe of the season, Quentin Grimes. I mean, that was exciting. That was exciting, but nonetheless, I mean, excited that we get to see that we get to survive another day. And let's see, you know, the 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 fate is in our hands. Well, on the players' hands, obviously, but it's in our hands. And and this is the this is what what we played into, you know, three one series, not ideal, of course, but three two now. Let's see if we could take take matters into our own hands. Miami's a second home, and I'm pretty sure the fans are gonna show up once again. Hopefully we don't dig ourselves in a hole like the last game where we ended up losing by double digits. But man, I'm confident. I'm confident. Maybe not as confident as I was last episode where <laughs> where the the chill meter was super low. Well, the fear meter was super low. But you know, it's 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 still good. It's still good. I like how my how my team is vibing. The energy, especially off of Randall getting All NBA. And then just coming off a dub and, and looking good and making some shots. I feel like that's been something that we haven't we haven't been seeing from our guys, man. All right, all right. So we're gonna get into that in a few. Omar, how you feeling right now, bro? I'm feeling great, man. You know, um, a triple M messaged me earlier, say, Hey, you want to jump on an episode? I'm like, say less. You know, I'm always here, but uh I'm here to bring some uh positivity, I guess, you know, as we were talking before we went live. Omar, uh, see Don Juan, he seemed a little skeptical about the next chances, even though he said that, you know, we're still alive, but Hey, this is, this is what we're fans for, right? You know, like we're all about second round of the playoffs game six uh, on the road. I mean, this is what you, what you, what you dream about, right? This is kind of, especially as Knicks fans, like we haven't seen a lot of this. It's not like we're, we're the, the warriors or something. We're always in the mix. So um, I'm excited, man. That was a fun game last night. It's a classic Knicks roller coaster, you know, and uh if you're going to be a fan of this team, you better, you know, have some good heart medication, you know, especially as we get older now, you know, so. Charge um, up the pacemaker. Yeah, check out the pacemaker, you know. So we had we had some great shot making from Jalen and RJ and Julius had a great third quarter. And uh, and then, you know, late it got a little testy, showed our inexperience, I think. But, you know, ended up pulling out the win, did what we need to do. And uh, you mentioned it, Don Juan, the, the, just the play by Quentin Grimes, iconic, iconic play. We're going to remember that for years to come. Just call it the steal, right? You know, and yeah, it, it was a, it was great, especially the circumstances of the screen that probably should have been a foul on Bam Adebayo, and then to just recover was just which is great. So a, a great, good feeling with Knicks, Knicks win. Hoping they could uh, keep it going uh, in South Beach tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, last week we had our brother Mike on, and uh, all our chill level was at three four. So I know right now is at a nine ten. I don't know. I got to hit up Michael. I, Michael's is at a 15, man. He hit me up after the game three. He's like, yo, I'm done with this team. <laughs> yo, that guy, man. Shout out to our guy, Mike, man. Um, Zebo, tell us how you feeling, bro. Because you you and Omar right now <laughs> on my screen. You guys are. You're playing with house money, Triple M. That's the thing. House money, all right? Yo, yo, I'm not, supposed to I'm be not, I'm not. I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that right now. I don't care who was not supposed to be here. I moved the goalpost already. I already moved the goalpost. You should have beat Miami, but there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Zebo was really good, man. 
Yo, listen, bro. The Knicks got me in a whole blender right now. I don't even know, though, yo, the roller coaster of emotions that this team has got me through the last few weeks. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know how, like, it's like Omar said, man. To be a Knicks fan, you gotta be a different, you gotta be a different type of person, man. Cause this, this is just not. And then, yo, dealing with Julius, man, like, y'all already know, like, Julius is my guy, but man, the, the, the roller coaster of emotions that you go with this guy is just like, it's, Yo, it's like a relation. Is it, yo? It's legit like a relationship. We even legit have a relationship with a toxic, like someday a top man, a toxic relationship. Like there's be days, bro, where you just love him, bro. Like you just want, you just want him there. But man, there's some days where he just damn, <laughs> just frustrate the shit out you. But honestly, bro, I was those days yesterday, Zebo. That's the funny. Give me both, yo. Where's the second half was another? <laughs> yo, crazy man. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Cause like Omar what? said, bro, like I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Honestly, the season's been fun. I mean, listen, I mean, listen, bro. Like, it's like Omar said, you got to be different, bro. Like, listen, we've been through a season where we only won 17 games. Like, come on. Like, would you rather have that or, or, that the, build, or the roller coaster promotions we going through? Nah, exactly. 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 <laughs> so, we down 3 2. Y'all guys is bringing too much positivity into the, the mix. Right? <laughs> a lot of smiles. A lot of smiles. Right? <laughs> I mean, you talk about your boy Julius Randle and how. He so listen, him. bro. If listen, bro. If we would have done this pod after, if we would have done this pod after Game Four, after Game Three, then I would have been like, you, you would have seen me in a different mood. But come on, bro. We took Game Five. Like, I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it, man. Yo, I'm not trying to hear it, dog. I'm not trying to hear. It. So let's talk about this Game Five when the Knicks finally made some shots, fellas. The Knicks finally made some shots and got some contributions from everywhere man but the biggest jalen brunson 48 minutes quentin Grimes, 48 minutes gotta clap it up for my guys man those guys really balled out brunson with a huge game man 38 points Grimes got hurt played some defense that was like a signature moment right there Yo, triple up real quick. What were we yelling the whole time during during the gen- every time Jalen Brunson was scoring? What we was saying the whole time? Where, 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 where they got where they got to put that man's jersey in? Where, where they got to put that man's jersey in? Put him in the Listen, man, they always making banner memes, but I haven't seen a banner meme of Jalen Brunson. Put my man's name on the rafters already. Like I'm calling it right now. Yeah, they're right next to you know the guy Willis Reed or whatever you want to do, man. Put it up there because my man is a dog, man. I'm. I'm super pumped. Look at this. 38 points, 12 or 22 from the field, fellas, and the 48 minutes. Like, it's been a long time since Clyde Frazier that the Knicks have had somebody play 48 minutes. So shout out to our guy, Jalen Brunson. And shout out to the guy, RJ Barrett, man. What a game for RJ. 26.7 rebounds. Got to sprinkle in a little good game by Julius. 24 points, uh, five rebounds, four, seven from three. Finally playing in control, fellas. So I want to get around the table, man. Everybody, oh, salute to everybody in the chat, man. I see, I just seen it. Don Juan, what you thinking about? Oh, look at our boy Mo Murphy supposedly hacking, heating six. Come on, man. We're not trying to listen to that. We're not trying to listen to that, man. I'm love taking, that, though. I'm, love taking that. That, I'm taking yeah, that right Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. But Don Juan, how you feeling about New York Knicks after that game five win? I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for Game Six. So we, you should be playing today after the Jalen Brunson put up a show like that. I mean, the no, man's on fire. The man's some... on fire. Nah, actually, he does need some rest. That ankle, that ankle has to be the size whoa, whoa, of, yeah, the size yeah, of my yeah, head yeah. right now. Swollen is, but now the the guy was. I know his back hurt because he was carrying for sure, man. Oh, just yeah. all game, pushing the limit, cooking up the the heat, and picking picking the matches up, picking them wisely. I felt like he wasn't forcing matters. And and literally taking every guy, one at uh, t- breaking them down at a time. I mean, the, the he had no answer for him. The dude was playing double teams, he was doing it all. And and then when you consider that everybody else was flowing, Quentin Grounds made some early shots, it just opened up the game for everybody. So it was it was nice to see, it was nice to see just some shots going in, like I mentioned earlier. You know, Knicks in the season. We had, you know, arguably one of the best offices in the league, and it completely has disappeared on us throughout this playoff run. 
And to see some signs of that yesterday was was great. And I felt like, you know, even on the Heat side, I felt like they're coming down in real life too on there. And I felt like their three hasn't been spectacular. They've just been hitting a lot of them. They've been shooting them. They've been, the volume's been there, but they haven't been making them officially. But that's what's been keeping them in the game, which you guys saw yesterday after we were up 19 points. They, the Heat managed to come back and cut the lead down to three or four points because of the three-point the the three point ball. I mean, Duncan Robinson was running all around, and you know it, it was just whether hands up or not. The guy was just shooting off balance. The guy could shoot. That's his thing, and he was hitting them. But nonetheless, you know everything that the Knicks had to adjust, whether it's you know the effort, the defense was there yesterday. Maybe it was a little fortunate too, because the Heat, on top of the the fact that we were playing good defense, there was a lot of open shots that the Heat had that they were completely missing. But like I said, I just think that, that there's some regression because these guys were just hitting so many threes on us that it's like eventually just the numbers going to work itself out and the averages will come down. The Heat were literally at the bottom of the barrel in the in the league in three-point three percentage. And be, now they're on a the run. I get it. And sometimes you also can't reflect those numbers. It's a, it's a different season playoffs and, 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 and the actual regular NBA season. But... You're talking about an 82-game 82, 82 season. When you talk about the sample size, it starts to make sense eventually. And the Heat, you know, they they, they beat the Bucks shooting the three. They're going to beat us. Well, actually, Jimmy Butler took over. But they beat the they, they beat the Bucks, and now they, they, they show some of that heatness on against us. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, the the numbers the numbers are going to be are, are on our side because it seems like our offense is clicking once again. Jimmy Butler, I feel like the defense has adjusted to him where there's not there's not too much double team on him. Where I felt like before we were there was too much focus on him. And I and I really hope that you know that Quentin Grimes injury ain't too bad because we don't need him for this next game. You know, there was there hasn't been a status up there. You know, the Knicks are real low-key when it comes to the injury report. So He's hopefully not even on the report, so. ho- hopefully what happened. He's not even on the report. Yeah, so, so, so he's yeah, he's he's he continued playing he's after after help. that after that injury. <laughs> but, cramp, man, the man played forty eight minutes. He probably caught a little cramp at the end. He was just tired. He's like, he was I mean, boy. Bam. The, well, you know, Bam has been just killing our guys, man. Whether he's jumping on people's back, tripping people, like it's there's like a, a two minute video of just dirty plays of Bam just in this series against the Knicks. So that tells you what type of player we're dealing with. But um. Yeah, man, it's down. We're down three two. Like I said, not an ideal situation, but but the 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 positive is that we're still alive. Our guys are still here. Maybe we just need a you know we need that back against the wall type of mentality where our guys just need that that edge. Because at the same time, you know, Julius Randle the other day. I'm I'm not sure how you guys feel about it. We could probably discuss on it if you want. Maybe we just forget about it because that was just after a, an ugly loss. But when Julius Randle said, you know, that it seems like they want it more than us which some people say that that was, you know, you don't want your leader saying that, whatever whatever side you're on, I feel like that maybe sparked the plug on everybody's end too because I felt like I've never seen or I haven't seen Knicks players, so many Knicks players on the floor like I saw last game, man. We, those guys yeah, were getting to it, hustling, and there was no doubt about it that the effort was there yesterday, and, and that's what I like to see, and hopefully we continue, and hopefully we don't run out of gas because – those first few games, we looked like we were running out of gas, and but I'm confident that our boys, especially with a leader like Jalen Brunson and a, 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 a role player like Quentin Grimes, who stuffed the stat sheet, not only did he had a couple threes, steal, two steals, two blocks, like the guy was doing it all, but you guys, you got players like that that are contributing on every end. It's going to get everybody. It's going to rally the troops. And, man, let's see, man. I, I'm, I'm confident, maybe not as confident as I was when I said we, Nixon five, but I'm confident we're gonna turn the ship around and, and win in seven. Oh, everybody's feeling confident right now. I know Omar about to hit us with some confidence stuff right now, Omar. So I'm gonna let you rock. I'm leaving that. Yeah, way too positive here for Michael right now. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see what you got for us, Omar. All right, shout out, shout out, Mike, man. I, I appreciate the cynicism first of all. Um, <laughs> uh, before I say what I have to say, I do have to relay a message from uh, my co-host on the Worldwide Knicks podcast, Rafa. Uh, he remembered the last time that I was on this pod and when you guys were doubting R.J. Barrett and he wanted to just collect those receipts mm. uh, because he's been magnificent, of course. You know, we all know that, but just wanted to throw that out there first. But um, <laughs> speaking of this series, 
I really think that Miami, they needed to win yesterday because now the pressure's on because you now you got to treat game six like it's a game seven because you're going to de- be dealing with game seven at the garden. Like that is just, that's just so, so much pressure, right? Because and then you have the added pressure. Oh, we just, we can't close these guys out. Are they in our heads? You know, that sort of thing. So the game for them to win really was yesterday. Now they're probably going to be pressing. So I would really be looking for Miami to kind of really go full throttle um, in the beginning of game six uh, because of that. I do think that this, this series is going seven. Game sevens, you don't know what's going to happen. But speaking on the la- last game, uh, Brunson and Grimes, what can you say? 48 minutes, Warriors, you know, they just got it done. Uh, ankle injury for Brunson doesn't matter. It's still dropping 38. Grimes making timely plays defensively, obviously the huge steal, uh, hit a couple shots. He looked great. Uh, RJ and Julius both had excellent offensive games as well. And, you know, I know a lot of people are down on Julius uh, right now. A lot of people want him traded and all that. But I feel like the shooting numbers don't look great, right, uh, throughout the entire playoffs. We could all agree on that. But I still feel like 80% of the process from him has been good. And the idea hey, is, like, you, know, you mentioned what's that? that 80% of what? Of his process. So, like, the looks he's getting, the plays he's trying to make, the, there have been lapses on defense. Even I would admit that, right? There where he get the blow-bys, they're a problem, you know, where you're, letting, you're just watching Bam kind of coast in there and you don't even try to do anything. But I think his process, like, the looks he's been going for haven't been super forced like we've noticed from Julius in the past. So you're you're getting a good process, but the shots weren't falling. They started to fall yesterday. He shot over 50%. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's a nice little game. You know, 24 points on efficient shooting isn't a nice little game in the playoffs. That's a big deal, right? Especially for a guy who supposedly is trash in the playoffs. So you hope that that is a step in the right direction. So you hope that RJ is going to continue to do this. Not having quickly hurts, even despite how bad he's been this postseason. You know, that is going to – that's a huge hit to the depth. Um, and, you know, so it was just an encouraging win because you got it from all your important players. Your your three guys played well in multiple facets of the game. You had great plays from Grimes. And, uh, and, oh, and I mean, I do want to mention one guy, though. No one's really talking about this. Shout out to Mitchell Robinson for hitting some fucking free throws. Like, they went to hack a Mitch, and he made them pay. You know, like, he didn't make all his free throws, obviously, but – Four for seven, I think it was, down the stretch. You expect Mitch in some of those scenarios to go two for seven. And that was a huge, huge swing in the way that Miami's strategy was kind of going on. And um, I'm looking at this Knicks team, and there's a chance that they come out flat after just exerting all their energy uh, last night. That That's a possibility. But I'm choosing to believe that the shots were starting to fall. They had some stretches there in the third quarter where – the groove was finally there. The things we saw in the regular season were manifesting in the playoffs. And yeah, so I'm hoping that continues in Miami, but you already know that Miami's going to go crazy. And last thing I do want to say, uh, Don Juan mentioned the the quote from Julius um, about, uh, you know, that they wanted it more. I think we all know Julius isn't like a alpha type leader, right? He's, he's more of a, of a kind of a, a sidekick type dude. You know, that's just not his personality. We all know the leader of this team is Jalen Brunson. He's the one who's going to get in the main interviews. He's the one that's going to be making the comments, and he's the one who's going to take this team as far as it's going to go. So in terms of, like, my confidence meter, I'm not 100% confident. I mean, I feel like it's a 50-50 proposition tomorrow in Miami, you know, where we could kind of come out blazing and sneak out with the win, or we we could get run off the floor after we kind of uh, exerted everything we had in, in game five. Yeah, nah, that's some great points right there, bro, for real. And uh, shout out to Mitch, man. Shout out Money Mitch. Big free throws, the line drive free throws that you kind of got to be scared. They go with it, though. <laughs> might bounce out and, and, and break a, a jaw. But listen, that game five win, I was super pumped, super excited. Finally, look, if the Knicks would have been playing like this all series, it would have been curtains right now. We would We would be the one trying to close this team out in Miami. You know, you finally saw that hustle. You finally saw the shots falling. 
Uh, I would disagree with you about Julius 80%. I, I have not seen that, honestly. Uh, he just hasn't been as quick and assertive as we saw him this whole year until last game. We finally saw that. Um, and the defense has been bad, man. It's just been like just real bad, flat-footed uh, from Julius Randle. But listen, as much as people say, oh, we got to trade him or play Obi, you know, we need Randle. It's just... It's just no no way around it, man. Julius is needed um, on this team right now. And um, so it was good to finally see him ball out. And it was good to see RJ, man. RJ really, he's doing stuff that we haven't seen all year, especially like kind of like mid-range or those push shots or, or yeah, like we, we haven't seen that from RJ really all year. And that's going to just elevate his game because now you got to respect that. Now you can't just expect him to just try to drive to the rim all the time. He could give you that little. And his defense on Butler, what a block by Jimmy Butler there. You know, his defense been more attentive. So this is the Knicks team I wanted to see. Listen, if this Knicks team comes out of Miami, we have a shot to bring this back to Broadway. But I just don't know. I don't know if it's going to be there. Like Omar just said, they exerted a lot of energy. Playing, playing your best guy 48 minutes. That's a lot of energy right there, you know, and then it's a quick turnaround. I feel like every game's been like two days off, three days off. And then this one where we we put all our chips on the, on the table is like one day off and you got to travel to Miami. So here we are now. Knicks against Heat tomorrow, Friday, two day, uh, day after Brunson and Grimes both play 48 minutes. So it's going to be interesting. So I'm I'm going to let y'all know what's the key. To winning game six and a few, but Ziba, I want to get your thoughts on that game five victory. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, man, it's just a <clears throat> regular Knicks, bro. You know, just put you in a roller coaster the whole time. <clears throat> Excuse me, and yeah, man, just to honestly just to see the effort in game five was the most was the most encouraging part for me because I feel like with game four and game three, just some of the mental lapses, just some of the effort that I did see on defense, the, some of the closeouts. Because I mean, again, you're letting guys like you know, Cody Zeller, um, you know, again, you're letting, you know, you're letting guys like Gabe Benson, you know, beat you and that, you know, that should not be happening. And honestly, these are, and again, these are just, just, just closing out for some of the rebounding. It really, you know, it was super discouraging. And so to see that, to see them really put effort up, to see them really put the effort on the Quentin Grimes, even some of the guys on the bench. Like, I know, obviously, you know, the numbers won't really say it, man, but to see the effort from Obi once he was in the game, to see the effort from Hardenstein when he was in the game was super, was really encouraging. And so, and obviously, man, we, we, we are going to go as far as, you know, as our core three is, you know, takes us, like, obviously. So, <clears throat> again, the, the 24 points that Julius did have, yeah, it's not going to be, you know, it's not it's not a 30.10 rebound type of game, but it's a game that we needed, especially to see him, to, to see him shoot four for seven from three, and especially because, again, the whole, you know, this whole time, all we've been hearing is the fact that Julius is legit the worst field goal percentage, um, you know, shooter in, in play in NBA playoff history, which is obviously, which is not something you want to be hearing. So for us to get the four for seven from three, for him to start getting hot, because you're right, Omar, like the first, the first 10 minutes were bad. I, I honestly just, I didn't know what to, th I, honestly, I just stood quiet. I didn't know what to think. I was super speechless. And then to see him start hitting shots, to see him, to see him not hold the ball, to make quick decisions, you know, shoot quick shots was, uh, was really good to see. And then obviously, I mean, Jalen Brunson, man, the 48 minutes, um, the 48 minutes was super big. Quinn Grimes, man, even though he only scored eight points, man, you, you again, you could see his, you could see his presence on the floor every single time on defense, man. And honestly, and also RJ Barrett too, man, we have to really shout him out because as much as he did, as much as he did well offensively, he really was a pest towards Jimmy the whole time in that fourth quarter. And so um, to see Grimes and, and to see Grimes and RJ Barrett really put, you know, really put their foot down on Jimmy the whole time was really encouraging, but obviously we need to make sure that we keep this consistent. And yeah, man, I mean, listen, as much as, you know, Julius is really, he scrutinized. Um, it just, it just says what it is. And, but we are going to go as far as he takes us. Cause obviously we know what we're going to get from Jalen every single, you know, every single night, but, Listen, man. For us to win Game Six, we need another performance like this from Julius, or else we're, or else it's, you know, it's, it's over for us. So, 
Um, yeah, man, super encouraging to get this game five at home, man. The crowd was going crazy, man. Honestly, it's crazy. The loudest I heard that crowd was every time Mitchell shooting those, it was making those free throws, man. So, nah, legit, man. So, yeah, man, just great effort all around from the whole team. It was a whole team win, man. As much as Jalen Brunson obviously had the he had the historic game, it was a whole team effort around. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Zebo, so fellas, let's shift gears quickly here. Game six in Miami, as we said, Friday, tomorrow, or today, whenever, 7.30 p.m., Knicks versus Heat down in Miami. What's the key for the Knicks to win that game? What's the key? What What do you guys want to see from the Knicks in order to steal one in Miami? Let's go to our guest today. Omar, you start us off right here. Uh, so Zebo mentioned about you need a big game from Randall, and I think you need a big game from the big three, right? Uh, from uh, Brunson, Randall, and uh, RJ. But I think more importantly than that, you need you need some bench contribution, man. You you need the this bench to show up. Um, obviously, you need a good Josh Hart game is what you need, right? You know he's had a bad series. Like that's uh, not sugarcoating. He was very good against Cleveland, not so great against Miami, and uh, so I think you need a big game from him off the bench, uh, in addition to the uh the main three guys uh playing well the yeah he had about foul it, trouble really quick yeah he did he, he did and uh the main thing about it too is this team I, I said this i think last week was they're they're everything has to go a certain way for this team to win in the playoffs right it isn't going to be just like oh we, we can only rely on a great performance from Jalen and that's it. You need multiple all of these guys to contribute. It, we don't have that transcendent of a superstar type thing. So, uh, but yeah, for me, it, it has to be a whole team thing. It has to be the bench. We need something from. We need great minutes from Obi. He provided those yesterday. We need him to continue that. And additionally, you know, just keep on getting those good minutes from Isaiah Hartenstein and uh, have uh, you know a couple big shots from Josh Hart, and that could be the difference in the game. I think. Yeah, oh, man, you stole my answer. And I got to think of another one. That, that's what I was going to go. That's a great point, bro. Uh, Don Juan, what you thinking in order for the Knicks to sneak one in South Beach? Well, I think something that's been been haunting us this series is the turnovers. We need to clean the game up. Need to clean it up. I feel like we um we're making it hard on ourselves to to be in games by committing turnovers, whether it's you know, stepping out of bounds or offensive fouls. And, you know, the refs the refs haven't been on our side this, this series. So going down to Miami, you know, usually the refs are on the home team side. So and home team slash Jimmy Butler side, because, you know, Jimmy gets all the calls, too. So that's I think we can't we can't rely on the on the refs or the refs to be on our side every game. And and the one thing that I. I feel like that we do have control is protecting the ball, making sure that we're not give, we're not making stupid passes, lazy passes. I feel like I saw I see, I still see that I saw that last game that they continuously are just either undermining the Heat's defense or just being lazy, and and I, I probably lean more to the lazy part because the defense is there and you're still choosing to pass the ball right in front of the defender. So I think if we clean it up, avoid the turnovers. And attack mismatches. I feel like that's been our bread and butter. We've been seeing Jalen Brunson literally pick apart their defense. Honestly, it might not even matter who guards him, but obviously the Jimmy Butlers of the world are going to make it tough for him. But if we pick pick apart the mismatches, I mean, Gabe Vincent cannot stop uh, um, uh, R.J. Barrett. Nonetheless, obviously Brunson. But I feel like we need to keep picking apart the mismatches. I feel like that's the advantage that we have. The Heat don't have the best defense, but they are decent team defenders. So if we could just attack them on 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 that end, I feel like there's no way we lose, man. There's no way. Yeah, for real, for real, man. I think that um, for me personally, uh, since Omar stole my answer, I have to just find another one right now. I, I thought the bench, the bench is gonna be huge, man. We need, like you saw last game, we was down ten in the first. The bench came in with Obi. And um, really kind of boosted that energy, even though it was only Obi really out there with the bench. But for me, I think um, it's the little plays, man. Especially that game four uh, in Miami last game. We actually started playing better. Like, we had a great third quarter, I feel like. Uh, one of the best quarters of the series for the Knicks. 
but we just got out hustled, man. And then the fourth quarter came, and every offensive rebound was grabbed by Miami. You know, and they're the home team. So the crowd is getting behind you, and, and that just builds momentum. So I think the Knicks have to just get all the little plays. That's going to be super important for me, all the little plays, all the hustle plays. And listen, the Knicks have done that all year. That's what I'm saying. Like, that has been the foundation of this team, this tough, gritty team that's going to come at you, and they're going to be tough. Like, you heard about it mostly all year was like, Man, the Knicks are a tough team. We we got beat up trying to beat these team, beat this team um today. And I just feel like Miami, they're just getting layups, getting rebounds, just not getting that physical New York Knicks energy that's been here all year. So for me, it's gonna be those little plays, clean up the turnovers like Don Juan mentioned, and make quick decisions. I feel like every time we push the ball, good things happen. Good things happen every time we push the ball and play fast. Because my doesn't let Miami set up that stingy defense. So play fast and get all the hustle points, man. That's is that, is, is that right, bro. You can say Julius, just play faster. Don't hold Julius. the ball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Julius next. So I didn't want to say his name yet. But there you go. please, man, please bring this back to Broadway. Please bring this back to 33rd and 8th. Because if this series goes back to 33rd and 8th, man, it's going to be a problem. It's don't let it come back to 33rd and 8th. That's all I'm saying. Do not let it come back to 33rd and 8th, man. Zebo, give me your thoughts. What the Knicks got to do in game six? Man, so all of you guys made great points. We just got we got to neutralize Jimmy, man. Like, I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be honest. Every time during these games, I'm always, I'm always like, and in every possession down the floor, I'm always looking to see, like, you know, where Jimmy Butler's on the floor. Like, you know, just to see how he's feeling. And to be honest with you, to be honest with you guys, I feel like he's been pacing himself this series. Like, I have not seen – I feel like this series I haven't seen playoff Jimmy yet. And to be honest, like, last game, obviously we played – I feel like we played really good team defense on him. Like I said before, I think RJ did a good did a good job on him. I think Ben Grimes, obviously, he had the big steal on him. But to be honest, he was, he was, he was, pretty, he was pretty pedestrian. Honestly, he probably had his, his worst playoff game. I think so far. And look, he only took 12 shots on 19 points. I'll, I'll be honest. I think he's pacing himself. And I think game six, obviously, this is where this is where play, you know, this is where the legend comes from, Jimmy Butler, is 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 is, is in these games. And so we need to find a way to really neutralize him. Obviously, we you know, we're not gonna, you know, with an elite player like that, you know, you have to try, you know, yeah, you, you just have to try to make it tough on him. He's gonna make his tough shots. It just is what it is. But we have to make sure that we make it really, you know, we, we have to make sure that we do make it harder than that. We play really good team defense. Uh, going back to the closeouts, because again, we have to neutralize the amount of threes that this team does take, and that, and again, that's also just part of neutralizing Jimmy because he is the playmaker of that team. So I think if we do neutralize Jimmy to where again he's gonna get his twenty points, but let's. You know, let's make sure he's he, let's make sure that he's not shooting it efficiently. And so I think if that happens, then you know we're we're coming back to the garden. You just scared me, Z boy. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You talking but about to be honest, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't noticed, bro. It looks like he's been pacing himself, low key. Like I, I, again, he hasn't been. I haven't seen like Milwaukee Bucks play off Jimmy yet. Like I haven't seen that type of Jimmy yet. So that's what that's what I'm honestly really nervous about. Nah, that's it. That's, he, had, he had 19 points yesterday, and nine of those yeah. were from the free throw line. So, yeah, I mean, I mean respect that. He already he, was, said he, he was taking game. his time. He already yeah. said in the post game, and Spolcher needs him to play 48 minutes. He's gonna play 48 minutes. So he already, okay. and he just he guaranteed a win on basic. Now we're gonna get it. Now, yeah, bro, we're gonna get his back. Um, we're gonna get, gonna, his, be, we're gonna get playoff Jimmy now. We're gonna see a Jimmy Butler haymaker tomorrow, and let's see how the New York Knicks. Let's see how we respond. Let's see how we respond. Me with a counter. We're going to hit him with the me with a counter. Let's see. Let's see. But we got to talk about two players, man, that's just been an enigma this all these playoffs. And we're going to lump them together here quickly. We got to talk about RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Uh, Julius has been getting a lot of heat. And that's what happens when you're one of the top dogs in the New York market. But the Julius files are not looking too good. And we got two of the biggest Julius fans here. So I'll ask you fellas to please, please show some non-biasness. That's what I'm going to say. And, and you know, you got me, a huge RJ fan, even though Rafa did not like me uh, 
violating my man's RJ, but I still have no RJ Barrett slander allowed on this show. Zebo found that out two weeks ago. I still <laughs> we just did not show no RJ Barrett slander. You already know the vibes. And you got Don Juan here, who's kind of more a little neutral, kind of tab, puts his foot on the line all the time. So I want to see what you guys got to say. So I'm going to start with you, Don Juan. Talk about R.J. Barrett's playoff performance in this Miami Heat series and Julius Randle's playoff performance in totality right now. In totality. Well, for starters, I mean, what a show R.J. has put up, man. From those first two games, they just seemed like it just just same old R.J. This, this is the R.J. that we thought was going to show out in the playoffs. This is what the, his pedestrian line uh, stat line but since then, I mean, the guy's been on a tear. And, you know, as much as he's been so so productive, just looking at the bigger picture, I mean, how big is this for the Knicks as a whole just to see your, your, one of your players kind of blossom right in front of your eyes in the biggest stage where, you know, realistically, obviously we're Knicks fans and we, yes, we have our biases, you know, some RJ haters and whatnot, but as a, as a whole and as a casual NBA fan or even like league wide, not that many people respected RJ. And I feel like with this playoff run, I feel like he's definitely gained some of that, that respect, maybe not third overall pick. He's an all-star, but just enough that uh, he, he belongs in the league and he belongs to some conversations of, you know, maybe one day he'll be an all-star and, and we'll take that right now. The guy, I mean, how many times have we said the guy is still, what, 22 years old? And if he's, he, he's playing like this in the, in the big stage second round against a tough team, matched up against a tough Jimmy Butler, who most nights will probably get the best of, of your best player on the other team. Like, I, I, I'm actually glad to see RJ. And, and, I'm a, and I've been an RJ fan. Obviously, he's, put, he's drilled me back where I've kind of jumped off the – I sold some of my stock on RJ this year, not going to lie. But it's due to his play and also just not reaching his potential. I mean, I, I was I was at the draft when RJ got 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 drafted. I bought his jersey. My, like, I, I had stock in him. I got his rookie card, hologram, like, you name it. But I do think that this is really impressive. I got I get a lot of um, – I got, I got my uncle. He's always, like – Always telling me how the Knicks drafted Knox over this guy, Neil Aquino over this guy, RJ over Garland, and so on and so forth. And the fact that, you know, now is a little bit debatable. Granted, Garland is still, his trajectory is still like lined up to be a, a superstar point guard. But, I mean, look who won and and, and who, who played the part and played a big role on their team. It was RJ. And look at where we at now, second round. Let's see if we push the heat and go to game seven and win it all. And, and it's going to be due to RJ's production. Now, leading to Julius Randle on the other end, you know, I, I mean, I, I've always had a little soft spot for Julius. I um, I mean, I, I always liked Julius, man. He Coming to the Knicks, it was a little bit hard because I thought he, I saw more of it as, a, as an asset to trade away. But even through the, through the, you know, the, the rocky road, so to say, he's, He's grown on me, and I just don't understand, like, the hate. It's just so much negativity towards him, man. And and to the point where even now I see him play, I'm like, dude, the guy twisted his ankle really bad a few weeks ago, re-injured it. What what more do you expect? The guy is out there trying his best. I mean, we don't even know what's going on behind the scenes for him to make sure that his ankle is, 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 is ready, to, is in game shape form, like. And then he pulls up a game like he did yesterday. Granted, the defense isn't there, but there's only so much he could do with a bum ankle. I'm sorry. Like, that's the reality. And you could say, anybody could say, well, everybody's hurt. At, yeah, but nobody's, nobody got hurt that bad. You know, that was pretty bad. We don't know that. Brunson, they say you're getting round the clock treatment on that ankle. <clears throat> and 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 then don't get me wrong. And Brunson has the ball most of his most most of the time. He's getting, he's the one that's actually getting targeted on defense. They they're always trying to make sure he's the one defending the guy with the ball. They always, but at the same time, I feel like the, the Heat are doing the same thing with Julius, which is why we get, we're seeing a lot of this him getting exposed on the defensive end. 
But nonetheless, I mean, I'm not going to react Trey Julius uh, for potato bag of chips and water. Like, you've been hearing the, so much nonsense out there, man. I'm just here to support my guys. I, I can't. There's no negativity on me towards our towards our players just because we're on this run. We're in this run together. Whether we should talk them or not, what is that going to do on the court? I feel like us motivating our guys to inspire them, whether they're reading my tweet or not. I mean, I hope so. Hopefully, they're watching the show and they're saying, "Yo, shout out to my Knicks fans, Wild and Crew," because it seemed like they're real positive. The three meter was at three the other day. It seemed like it's at two now because they don't even see me even scared now. But, you know, I just felt like why why be negative when at the same time, man, we play with house money, man. We, before, oh, the se- before, the se- before the series started, man, we were, we were talking about, you know, the season was a, a success. Granted, do I want them to win now? Hell yeah, I'm going to be tight if, if we lose. Hell the fuck yeah, I'm going to be tight. But at the same time, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna hold James Dolan hostage because Julius Randle is playing on a bumped ankle. Like, come on, man! Not an excuse. We all human at the end of the day, man. We all human at the end of the day. Let, 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 uh, let's not. Nah, yeah, I mean, you valid. You, I, I, I disagree with the bum ankle, but I, I could see why uh, some people would uh, agree with you there. Uh, it, it is what it is with Julius. It is what it is with Julius and RJ, but Zebo. Well, the biggest Julius Randle fan right next to Omar is one A, one B. And um, I gotta hear, I gotta hear your thoughts on, and the biggest RJ Barrett hater too. As no, well. I, <laughs> I wouldn't say hater. I would say critic. Let, let's come on, bro. Nah, that's how you know you're a hater. Hate is a strong. Hate is a strong. You're a bonafide. <laughs> you're a bonafide. I'm an RJ critic, but listen, man, I can't even. I can't even front, man. Shout out to RJ because he's really. He's really been, I mean, other than Jalen Brunson, bro, he's, he's been the second, he's been the second best player in this for us this series, man. He's doing everything that again, he's doing everything that we've been asking from him to be patient, be aggressive when you get the opportunities, make the right again, make the right reads, make the right passes, man. Some of the passes he made yesterday, like obviously he did great. He was super efficient with the 26 points, man. But some of the passes that he was making to his teammates. Shout out to him, man. He's really had he really has been keeping us in this series, man. Especially with his shooting, man. Like to see the efficiency, because again, one of the biggest, again, one of the biggest, one of the biggest critiques I had about him is the fact that he's just not efficient. And to see him shooting the ball efficiently, not being scared, man, of the moment. Shout out to him, man. That's all I that's all I legit been asking for. Like again, I don't think this man is elite, but he can definitely be a critical part of our team, and he's doing that. Listen, man, when it comes to Julius, it's been bad, bro. I, I I can't even lie to you. It's been it's been bad. It's been bad this series. Again, Juan, he made the excuse about the ankle. I'm not even going, I'm not even going to make that as an excuse, bro. Like if you're if you're good enough to be on the floor, if you're good enough to go ahead and run, if you're good enough to keep on driving it, take those, you know, take those stupid charges and you know, offensive charges and to, to go ahead and you know. Go ahead all around. I'm not even I'm not even gonna make it an excuse, man. Like the defense has been bad. Some of the closeouts, man, just some of the effort I've been seeing from him. I didn't like it. I don't I don't like the fact that Tibbs has to actually like there was one point where Tibbs had to like actually tell him, yo, can you can you go ahead and hustle a little? Can you, you know, can you give me some more effort? Like to, you know, for you for legit for your start for for your coach to actually start player to show a little effort, especially during a playoff game. That's um you know, he lost some points for me. But again, man, like I said in the beginning, like this is just this is the marriage. This is the marriage we have with Julius Randle. Like again, there are days where we just really just this, you know, he just he just, just man, uh, he just boils my blood. Like he just man, he just uh, go, I yo, he just gets me so frustrated. He gets me so frustrated, man. Like I don't know, but man, there's days again, days like yesterday, man, days like the 56 point game that we saw, like days where He's just on it, man, and you just again, you just want to put your arms up, man, around, and you just want to give him a hug. But and like I said before, man, like we're, we're not again, we're not going anywhere without Julius. Like again, as as big as the thirty-eight points were from Brunson, we needed the twenty-four from Julius, and so we are going to go as far as Julius takes us. So if Julius has a great, if Julius has a great game, game six, then we are coming back to the Garden, man. I guarantee that. 
Regardless of whatever happens, if Julius has a great efficient game, if he's not, again, if he's not holding the ball, if he's not making, you know, if he's making great decisions with the ball, if he's showing effort on defense, rebounding the ball, not cherry picking, um, you know, again, taking the open shot when he has it, we are going back. We are going back. We're going back to the garden. Wow. Zeba with a RJ, RJ positive and Julius. Yeah. If you really look behind them, I'll put the screen. I don't think we, I don't think we ever see. Yo, I appreciate you. Nah, bro, I have to, I have to keep it small, bro. I have to keep it up. I think I have to keep it a hundred, bro. I mean, this is Knicks fans wilding, but at the same time, bro, we got, we got to critique it right, man. Like honestly, RJ's been doing his thing, man. Like again, I don't want to talk too much about the all. Again, I'm not even gonna bring up the off season whether we we're gonna trade these guys because we're still in it right now. We need both of them right now. Like we need both of them right now for again. If we have a great game six, if we have an efficient game from RJ and a great game from Julius, we're coming back to the garden. All right. I feel that. I feel that. Before I kick it to Omar, because he's the biggest Julius fan, he's going to go last. I'm going to go before you, Omar. I'm going to let you get your shine last. But for me, look, this is this is the, the, the I feel like, you know, like social media presence and just like doing podcasting and stuff is like we react so much every game, you know, every game, every other game, every four or five games and you know players these are professional basketball players and i remember uh me and zebo uh was out there in denver and we saw rj go 0 for 9 from three you know he went for like so bad. he went like 0 for 21 uh at one point in the season or 0 for 20 something i don't know what the exact number was you know and you know that's the thing that happens with rj sometimes he loses confidence and and sometimes his three-pointers just get shifty. He, he does some other stuff. But right now, currently, I mean, this R.J. Barrett, I mean, this is – if R.J. could play like this, he can be considered for an all-star, which I thought he could be last year because he's playing aggressive. He's making the right read. He's making the right passes. And he's playing great defense. And, like, if he could keep this up for a whole year, then he could definitely be – in an all-star conversation so but this is just like social media because rj is gonna go through one of those bad stretches again where it's like what 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 is it like is he even an nba player like people were saying after the second game in cleveland so the thing with rj he just got to keep his confidence up man he i feel like he loses his confidence his confidence comes and goes and when he's playing confident he's playing like he is now a very loose just being that 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 player that we've been longing for here in the with the Knicks, you know, third overall pick, everybody loves RJ. Everybody wants to get behind RJ. Even RJ critiques, as Zebo likes to call himself, they want they're pulling for RJ, you know, because he's our guy. Like he's the guy that the Knicks bought in. Um, and despite Zion, Ja, and Garland, you know, and all these other guys, you know, <clears throat> it's someone that the Knicks fans are pulling for and. Yeah, RJ, man, he's growing up. He's growing up, and he's playing big playoff minutes. Big playoff minutes, so we'll love to see that. As far as Julius, man, I've said this multiple times on the show. Julius is just an imperfect basketball player. You know, he he, he does great things, and then he does bad things. And this is why this is not a conversation we're about to have now on this show. But the RJ and Julius conversation, I think, is going to happen Pretty soon. It's going to happen pretty soon because I don't know if both players, when the Knicks are going for that championship uh, next level, I don't think both players could be on the roster. But that's a conversation for a different day. But Julius, he just frustrates you because we know what he has in us. We know what he has. And he sometimes, where, where does it go? Like, where does it go with him when last game, in the first quarter, he was just doing the, the, the bad Julius, one of seven from the field, holding the ball, jab, step, jab, step, shoot, miss, you know. And then in the third quarter, we saw him completely shift. And it was like, grab the ball, go down to the paint, kick it out. He led to like three open threes at, at one point in the third quarter. He had 11 points and four assists in the third quarter alone. He shot 10 free throws in the game. Like, that is an aggressive Julius, and that's a Julius that, as Zebo mentioned, like, he could 
the Knicks could have been closing this out if we would have seen this Julius, uh, this entire playoff series. But listen, Julius, he is what he is. Uh, I feel like the slander on social media and all platforms and and um, you just see guys just, it basically becomes a Julius file. Like they just highlight all Julius uh, inefficiencies, his lapses on defense. And, and I think that's very unfair because this Knicks team, you could go down the list on every player and they've done that. You know, Grimes missing free throw. I mean, missing layup. He airballed a, a finger roll one time. Uh, RJ, you could do that with RJ sometimes. The ball came out. RJ and Grimes under the basket. They let the ball go out of bounds. Like you could just do that with every play. It's been a frustrating season. But you just see the Julius files. You just see Julius missing assignments, back cut, back go, backdoor cuts. Excuse me, and stuff like that. So I feel like. The slander on him is a little excessive. Don't get me wrong. I do think that. But that's what it what comes with New York. And if you go back 10 years, Carmelo Anthony was getting that same treatment. He was getting that same treatment, if not worse, because he was Carmelo. So it is what it is with Julius. I, I feel like I'm like on with you guys where you just got to live with it right now. But some Knicks fans, they hate him so much that they do not want to live with it. So that's not you could do because you're not Leon Rose. We're not Leon Rose. It is what Leon Rose wants to do with Julius at this point. But the biggest Julius Randle, we got to give him the solo screen right here. I don't even, don't even start with RJ. Start with Julius right now. No, I'm going to start with RJ. Um, let me start with RJ. So if I told you guys at the beginning of this season that RJ would average 23, 5, and 3 and shoot 41% from beyond the arc, right, you would have signed up for that immediately. Guess what? That's what he's doing in this series against Miami. Those are his numbers against Miami. He's been fantastic. He's looked every single ounce of the third overall pick. And me and Rafa kind of say this all the time. People don't like RJ outside of the Knicks bubble because he doesn't give you the highlights that Zion does. He doesn't give you those flashy plays that, that Ja does. He, you know, he isn't a, a point guard who's always touching the ball like Garland is. But what he has done, he's flashed playmaking in this series. The shot has been there, 41% from three. And the defense has been excellent as well. You know, you mentioned the block on Jimmy, but his help defense and his rotations have been immaculate this series. And for that part, the last three games of the Cleveland series. Obviously, we know the first two games were a dud, but out of the 10 games, he's had eight good ones, you know, so... Hard to argue with that when it comes to RJ. Um, obviously, he he is extended. He's going to be here for a while. Uh, I think ultimately, you know, if he continues the trajectory, because again, you know, all the RJ fans love to point the fact that hey, he's only twenty two, and uh, he is only twenty two, and there's a good chance he continues to get even better from here. So, Triple M, you mentioned the the different the the decision that they're going to have between Julius and RJ. Biggest Julius Randle fan, me and Zebo. I'll tell you right now, they're picking RJ 10 times out of 10. He's their guy, like, homegrown. Like, yeah. That's I, just how it's going to go. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off your, your point off. So I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but I just want to give you a little pushback on that because that's a point I actually forgot to make. When when you have to pick about RJ and Julius, I, I honestly think they're picking Julius because RJ is going to give you something. You know, we almost traded R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. R.J. is the piece that's going to get you possibly a superstar, and we don't know what Julius' uh, trade value. Can Julius get you into the um, – who's a superstar? Like a Jalen Brown conversation or uh, well, Damian Lillard. is not trading with us. Let, let's no, no, I'm, saying, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just spitballing superstars that might okay. be uh, – Damian Lillard. Like, you know, let's say Portland finally says, man, we're going to blow it up. What's your offer for Dane? You know, the Knicks are going to come. First name up is going to be R.J. Barrett. So that's what that's why I would push back on that point where I think the Julius versus R.J. I think R.J. would be the player that the Knicks try to give up just because his value uh, is high. My but counter to that is that he's been so good in the playoffs. How do you trade him, right? <laughs> Unless it's, again, like you said, for a Luka Doncic type, you know, somebody that's that next level, right? If it's for somebody like like Lillard, uh, an older point guard, it probably isn't happening. They're probably okay. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks, to be honest, because we're still talking about Dame Lillard. Guys, like thirty three years old uh, this coming season, 
you know, and uh, who has had a couple injuries these past couple years. But that's beyond the point. You know, we're not going to like Zemo said, not talking off season stuff, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we won't put that energy. Yeah. We're not we're not going there. So, but RJ's been amazing. He has shown you that those people who have been behind him from day <clears> one, <throat> they were on to something. Maybe uh, maybe not to the point that they thought he was going to be, but he is trending in a trajectory that makes you think like, you know, does the calculus for this team shift around RJ and Brunson as opposed to around Brunson and Randall. Now, speaking of Randall, um, so I have to explain. Get your popcorn ready, people. (laughs) I have to explain myself when it comes to Randall about why I like him so much. I feel like, you know, the, the COVID year was, so the year after the bubble was a difficult year for just people living, right? And that Knicks team, which is a team that was carried on the back of Randall uh, largely, uh, was something that brought us fans joy, right? So he earned a lot of points with me because it brought the team back to relevance. Um, then last year was terrible, and this year he rebounded. He gets. I, I personally believe we don't get Jalen Brunson without the contributions that you got from Julius Randall. And because otherwise you're looking at a dumpster fire organization that if he would have been traded for a second round pick, like people were saying, he should have been after his first year in New York, we would have never got somebody like Jalen Brunson. So Randall, like you said, Triple M is an imperfect player. He is not a superstar. He That's why he's probably the second uh, best player on this team. We all know that Jalen Brunson is the number one guy. Uh, this, this series in this playoff. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's not been very great. You know, he's, uh, had lapses defensively. He has the shot has not been falling, and we've had a lot of frustrations. But at the same time, we're also talking about a two time All NBA selection. At the same time, we're talking about a guy who's a walk in 20 and 10. We're, we're talking about a guy who could probably average in between 35 and 38% from three and still taken inside. So people acting like this guy is just some tradable Kevin Knox level asset is, is kind of preposterous to me. Like, are you frustrated by his inefficiencies in the playoffs? Yes. There's no debating that he has been frustrating to watch. But as so I started watching this team in the mid-90s, guys. I saw them do it to Patrick Ewing. I saw them do it to Stefan Marbury. I saw them do it to Carmelo Anthony. And I'm seeing them do it to Julius Randle. They're even they do it to RJ. They do it to Brunson. This is what our fan base does. We are so critical of this team because it's been 50 fucking years since we won a title. And we want it so bad because it's such a basketball city. You know, like you guys all live in New York. I grew up in New York City. It is such a basketball city. When the Knicks are good, it's different. You know, I get it. Like when the Yankees are winning titles, you know, there's a buzz in the Bronx and all that. That's cool. You know, when the Rangers won in the 90s, it was a big deal. But even when the Giants won, big deal. But when the Knicks are doing well, it is totally different. And you see people all over the streets. You know, we get mocked about it all the time. It's just a passionate fan base. And with a passionate fan base, you get a lot of irrationality. So we see Julius go one for seven in the first half. We're like, get this fucking bum off my team. You know what what Jason Tatum went in the first half in tonight's game against Philly? One for 10. I'm sorry, 0 for 10 in the first half, excuse me. And he he, kind of turned it around to the second half. I don't see Boston fans kind of jumping off the bridge on Jason Tatum, okay? And so – I feel like you want to trade Julius Randle, good for you, man. Tell me who we're getting to replace him. Yeah. You think Obi Toppin's making that leap? I don't. Are you go? Do you have a plan to get Jalen Brown? Do you have a plan to acquire Anthony Edwards when he inevitably asks out from Minnesota? Like, do you have a a piece of uh, in mind? You could say you want to get rid of Randle and we're done with this guy. Whatever, that's cool. But I look at it as he's still demands double teams from a heat defense. He has been shooting like like shit and he still is attracting double and sometimes triple teams because he they know he can get hot and he can take it inside and bully bam and these other guys inside if he really gets going. So the the criticisms I feel like after a win especially when he was efficient shooting over 50% from 3 and 50% from the field I just don't get it. Like I get you're looking at the totality of the series, and, and that's the, the big issue, right? But I, I still, like I said earlier, I feel like the process has been good. The shots just haven't been falling. Defensively, I'm not taking it away. He's been bad. 
Zebo agrees. We both said this. We both like Randall. He's been bad on defense. The closeout's not been good. Kevin Love has gotten way too many open looks. I think we all know that. But that's you know that's the thing with Randall. He's not a superstar. You know he never has been a superstar. But he's a guy who chose New York, who re-signed in New York, and like I, I embrace somebody who who accepts that challenge. Like consider the state of this team when he signed here. We whiffed on KD and Kyrie. We didn't win the lottery. We're coming off at like a 17-win season. And he's like, no, I want to go there and uh, show that I could be a legit player. And he's turned himself into a legit player. Mm. And you could say whatever you want about, you know, how frustrating he is. He has still shown himself to be a legit player. He's won two All-NBA selections, made All-Star, made an All-Star game. That that shouldn't be just poo-pooed away like, oh, yeah, anybody could do that. If anybody could do that, we would have had multiple All NBA selections by now. So Mike, Mike says all the Randall criticism is warranted, though. He's feeling spicy right now. That's cool, man. You know, like here's the deal: like a lot of fans are going to feel that way because you know they see all these missed shots. But I sometimes, no disrespect, Mike, but I sometimes feel like a lot of fans don't watch other games. Like I watch these other series. I'm seeing games where Anthony Davis is great one day. And he's like buns the next game, right? And you're trying to tell me that if you see that from our players, and that's somehow different. And a lot of Nick fans would trade for Anthony Davis, you know, if given the opportunity. So I think that we kind of have to take a step back and see what we're actually giving up here, giving up on, and who are we getting to replace him? If, yeah, if somebody can give me yeah. a proper trade, like, do you are you going to bring in DeAndre Ayton? Do you think that's the answer? Like, That's the thing I, I said with the with the RJ Randall debate. It's like um, we just don't know uh, really what is Randall's uh, trade value because his contract is pretty decent. You know, he's getting paid like thirty million for his production. Um, that's pretty good when you see guys getting paid fifty. 60. And that's 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 credit to the front office. They they negotiate these descending deals. Brunson is going to have one of the most attractive deals in the mm. league next year. You know, so that's by design. They do a great job. Nah, yeah, it's they, crazy because legit when he when he had that contract, people were saying it was an actual bad contract for yeah. him. So it's just crazy how everything comes in full circle. He, even Mitch contract, I feel like is going to be decent because you're going to see guys like uh, Claxton coming up. What are the Brooklyn going to give him? You know, Jared Allen is already making twenty million. So it, it, I think Mitch is going to his contract is going to look all right here coming up. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing with Randall. What is his trade value? Uh, Knicks fans wanted to trade him for Ben Simmons last year. Look at that. That would have been a t- complete. This is why surprise. Knicks fans don't work in the front office, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, okay, man. like, I, I fully understand if you want to get rid of this guy. Like, he's given us enough reason to, to be out on him. You know, inconsistencies, lack of effort defensively. I think people are still mad about thumbs down, you know, that whole shit. So, but give me a plan. You know, if you really want to do this uh, – are you going to trade him for what or trade who and him for what? And, you know, that that becomes the, the thing. It's like, you know, either you you kind of want to figure out how to win with him or you figure out how to move off of him. But yeah. all people are saying, oh, you just got to trade him for a bag of chips. What does a second round pick for Julius Randle get us, really? What does that get us? Whoa, we'll whoa, just whoa, uh, whoa. sign some mid-level exception stretch five backup to Obi and hope that Obi is a superstar player. Is that what we're banking on? We'll bring no, I already, I already we'll seen, I already seen too much of Obi. I'm good. I'm good. We'll bring, we'll bring Mike back in. I mean, Omar back in July, and we'll we revisit this conversation because I've been saying it over and over. This is gonna be a crazy offseason, fellas. It's gonna crazy be a crazy because all these teams got to get their books in order with the CBA coming up. So it's gonna be so much. And the Knicks are in a good position there. Like yeah. they've, you. like you got the quick extension coming up, so that gets a little dicey, but. You know, I think you you kind of have to look at it from a perspective of what is this team's timeline? Is the idea that hey, we can get it to another level if we get if they look as a say they lose uh, tomorrow night, right? They they go out in six second round and say, okay, cool. How do we get to the conference finals? Is are they going to say, well, hey, we'll have another year of development of Emmanuel quickly. He'll be better. We'll re-sign Josh Hart. He'll have a full off-season program with these guys. We'll get Julius and Jalen's health right, and then we could be in a position. Or they say, no, 
the ceiling for this team is a second round team, which is how a lot of people feel. And how do we improve our roster? Who's yeah. available? Who wants out? How do we flip in some assets to get that person? Because they still have a decent amount of picks left. They got a guy who just got selected to all NBA in Julius. They got a promising uh, player in RJ. They're not trading Brunson. I think we all know that. And what do you do then? Right. And, and that, that becomes a question. And I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. You know, have me on in July. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we have to think we have to take advantage of this Brunson contract. It's just too good. This is too good. You get in a, a one, one B, two A type of player for that kind of money. You have to just go all in somehow and do right right now. But let's not go down the rabbit hole. Let's leave it at that. Man, yeah, we, my, my next question would have been who's who's the all in uh, in July? In July, July, we'll talk about it in July. We'll it yeah. Let's lock it. Game six in my game. Game six. Ball, fellas. Game well, ultimate six cliffhanger. I like it. We've been, we've been talking too much. <laughs> Let's relock in for game six in Miami. We've been chopping it up for a while, so let's close it out right here, man. Game six in Miami. I'm going to give it back to all you guys right here. Put your Tom Thibodeau hat. I gave this scenario last, last week. Put your Tom Thibodeau hat. Don Juan, get us out of here. Motivate the squad to win game six in Miami. Hey, hey, <laughs> make sure to subscribe and like the video. <laughs> nah, no, no, seriousness, man. Knicks is seven. We are in Miami. Toes out. You already know the dogs is out. We're going to be wilding. New York City going to turn up. We're going to be at the Garden to watch the game, watch party in there tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, when was the last time? Ten years is a game six. Appearance in the second round, man. We know the fans got to turn up tomorrow, man. And make sure that our guys feel appreciated out there, man. Just, yo, Knicks, Julius. RJ and our captain Brunson hold it down down south and bring this shit back up north so we could close it out in New York City. Zebo Zebo man, give us a little motivation. Yo, talk. yo, this is what listen, man. If you a Knicks fan, man, this is what you this is what you dreaming for, man. Let's let's go. We about to get this dub, man. Keep showing love. Yo, like like Don Juan said, yo, tomorrow we about to be in the garden. We about to be late. You're gonna see you're not gonna see Triple M. You're gonna see Tequila Tito out tomorrow. So man, if you see us, that's a fact. So if you see us, man, definitely show love, man. We're gonna be hyped out there. Like I said, man, we got this, man. We're going back to the garden for game seven, man. That's it. Say I'm not saying no more. Oh, the energy is intoxicating, Omar, man. You got to get us out of here, right? Listen, Nixon seven, like Don Juan said, gotta take business in South Beach. Uh, I just spent way too much time talking about Julius Randle. So, Julius, shut these people up. Get a great <laughs> game. Oh, yes, sir. And RJ and Jalen, come along for the ride and let's just get this W. Bring it back to New York City and see what these guys can do at game seven. So, Nixon seven, let's get it done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You already know the vibes, man. Triple M in the building. Uh, with my Tom Thibodeau cap on, bring in that hustle. Bring in that grit. Like Zebo said, man, we turning it up. Madison Square Garden taking off the hoodie right Ooh. now. Fresh <laughs> right now on a trillion right now, man. Listen, Nixon seven for sure. We gonna shut up our guy Mo Murphy. We are gonna talk all that stuff on the off the ball, man. We are gonna talk all that stuff out there. Don't let this game come back down to Broadway, Miami. If you're gonna take care of business, take care of it tomorrow because if it comes back to thirty third and eight. Telling you it's gonna be a scary oh, thought, man. So you already know the vibe. Shout out to the guy, man. Make sure to like this was an extremely fun show. Look at it. Got the all-in-one. Oh man, everybody going crazy, yo. Shout out to y'all. We up out of here, man. Peace. <laughs>